All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. Stocks snap a two-day losing streak. Markets see huge swings after Powell's comments. Microsoft versus Google, the AI wars heat up and those two stocks are on the move. Uber is on the run after a huge earnings beat and more layoffs, this time from Zoom and eBay and a Bitcoin golden cross. We'll take a look at that. Plus, we'll review Disney earnings to see what we might expect after the bell today. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. And I'm running the show by myself today, but on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkutter. Now, even though I'm running the show solo today, I promise that you are in good hands. We have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some good, honest insights into the world of trading, then you have come to the right place. Before we dive in and uh, take a look at uh, PowerX Optimizer, and just how Disney earnings might go. Let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. Let me go ahead and share my screen. And uh, actually, let's jump over here and look at the S&P 500. So S&P, now, uh, before we take a look at today, yesterday, a strong, strong day for the S&P. The S&P finishing 1.3% higher with uh, the second best close or the second highest close of the year. The Dow also higher. You see here that yesterday the Dow finished 0.8% higher. And then the NASDAQ had a good run as well, uh, finishing with its second highest close of the year. Up 1.9%, so just shy of 2% yesterday. So the S&P and NASDAQ snapped the two-day losing streak. The Dow snapped the three-day losing streak. And a lot of this was due to the reaction to uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell. But let's take a look at a five-minute chart and take a closer look at exactly what took place. Uh, we mentioned earlier uh, in the show that markets were quiet and really waiting uh, for Jerome Powell's comment. So uh, things were very quiet sideways, got a little bit of a lift uh, late morning. Uh, but his uh, conversation with David Rubenstein, the chairman of the Economic Club of DC, now this Q&A uh, can lead to some off-the-cuff uh, comments and traders were wondering, uh, was he going to be more hawkish uh, after that strong jobs report? Because the Fed, they finished their two-day policy statement raising rates in the comments uh, and the press conference uh, didn't factor in Friday's a really hot jobs report. So there was a lot of interest in this Q&A and discussion, uh, seeing if uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell would come in stronger and, and uh, be very aggressive with his wording. And you see here that initially... Uh, there was a positive reaction, and then markets uh, dropped. Let's go ahead and let's uh, measure this move. We see that we were up about one and a quarter percent uh, from where the uh, market was, where the S&P was before his comments, and then we saw almost a 2% slide and then rallied right back. So very, very volatile session. Uh, now, 
Uh, this rally had to do with his comments that the economy had entered a disinflationary process. So uh, he he did say that uh, that the effort will take a good amount of time. Um, and so uh, he, he didn't, you know, just sugarcoat the uh, process and the impact of inflation. And he did say that it's going to take some time uh, to uh, bring inflation down to respectable and, and numbers that the Fed wants to see. Uh, but traders keying in on that disinflationary process uh, and the markets rallied. So uh, nice reaction, nice reaction, finishing positive, snapping those uh, losing streaks. Now, it was actually kind of funny because uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, and just, you know, the, the Fed in general tends to be a little stuffy, um, very methodical with their comments and, and very dry at times. Uh, but the conversation w- was actually enjoyable. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, the uh, interviewer, uh, David Rubenstein, uh, the chairman of the Ec- Economic Club of D.C., did a great job. <laughs> One of the things that I thought was uh, hilarious is uh, the chairman had asked uh, Powell if President Biden had called him. And uh, Biden didn't really address that, kind of shook off that question. And then uh, he, he quickly turned and said, well, has uh, President Trump, did President Trump call you? Uh, and Powell responded that he believes that it's a public rec- record that Trump had called him. And then the interview, uh, the interviewer said, what did he call you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, just kind of a shift. It was, I thought it was nice to see a shift from, from, a, this, from some of the stuffy Q&A that you typically get or the, the Fed press conferences. Um, I got a chuckle out of that um, and a little bit uh, different from uh, what we typically see from the Fed, but uh, important and significant nonetheless. Now, even though we had a nice uh, finish to yesterday's trading session, we are trading lower now. Uh, so markets open slightly lower and we've continued to move lower. The S&P down three quarters of a percent as I speak. The Dow down 0.3% and the NASDAQ down over 1%. So it looks like we're pulling back a little bit from session highs. Now, a few market movers. I want to take a look at Microsoft here. Uh, Microsoft and Google are going at it. (laughs) I mean, here we see Microsoft looking super strong here uh, since their earnings uh, report January 25th, yesterday finishing the day up 4.2%. This morning, gapping higher and rallying. Yesterday, they finished back uh, with a market cap of $2 trillion. Today, they were up over 2%. Uh, right now, Microsoft beating the overall market up 1%. Um, a lot of this has to do with an announcement that their Bing search engine and Edge browser will be updated to integrate ChatGPT. On CNBC, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, I hope I said that right, uh, said, quote, I think this technology is going to reshape pretty much every software category. Um, And then also, uh, quote, I have not seen something like this since I would say 2007, 2008, when the cloud was just first coming out. So this is uh, a big deal. This really could change uh, browsers um, and uh, search engines and Google suffering right now. 
Google, they have announced that they're working on their Bard AI. They actually did a, a demonstration and uh, the response, there was some incorrect information that was shared in the response. So uh, that combined with Microsoft getting the, the heads up here with their investment in chat GPT, Google now down 8% trading at 98.91. Now this could be uh, just a, a huge over-exaggeration, but the bottom line is that with the overall markets down, Microsoft is winning, Microsoft is up, Google getting hammered. I am happy I let this go at 104 last week. Uh, some traders were thinking that that was a little premature, but I am happy with that decision. Uh, you know, even if long term, Google's just fine, right? If they come out strong with their Bard AI um, and there's a little more to that than we actually know right now, uh, this, this pullback, I believe, was ripe and ready uh, just because it had such a huge run up since mid-January. So that was one of the reasons I was definitely ready to move on, letting my shares go at 104 uh, and not hanging on and just hoping this thing would go up indefinitely. So big deal for Google. They've dominated the world's most popular search engine, holding almost a 90% market share, followed by Microsoft's Bing and then Yahoo. Google had the same dominance in the web browser world with a market share of approximately 65%, followed by Apple, Apple Safari at 18%, and Microsoft Edge having a measly 4%. So Google has hands down been the big player, and that means ad revenue. But with ChatGPT and Microsoft making a run, trying to uh, dig into that market and take some market share from Google, uh, traders are concerned about that. So Google definitely on the, the move. And I am happy that I let my shares go on Friday. Now, a few other market movers. Let's take a look at Uber. Uber. Actually, a, a big morning, uh, but right now a reversal pulling back with the overall market. Microsoft, or sorry, Uber is still up over 1%. Uber ended the year with its strongest quarter ever with revenue up 49% year over year. If we take a look at earnings, we see that the estimate was a, a negative 15 cents a share expected. They came out and reported a positive 29 cents a share. So huge, huge earnings beat. Revenue also coming in better than expected. So even though there has been this reversal during the session, a huge, huge earnings win for Uber. Let's take a look at Chipotle, uh, CMG. Uh, Chipotle down over 5%, pulling back from uh, these uh, highs that we recently saw established. Now, on the other end of the earnings spectrum, we have uh, – Chipotle reporting higher labor costs, hurting profits last quarter. They said also that lower sales during the holidays uh, came in uh, than expected. But in spite of a rough fourth quarter, they do believe that they're set up to do well in 2023. Traders, uh, looks like they were expecting a little bit more, though, uh, with CMG, Chipotle, Mexican Grill trading down uh, more than 5% right now. Layoffs. The topic of discussion, and again, this is a good news is or bad news is good news scenario when layoffs are coming. Uh, Fed, the Fed is, is liking this for their efforts uh, to slow the economy and, and to help inflation uh, come down. 
Obviously, it's not good for any employees getting laid off, and it definitely isn't good for a lousy company that's doing the layoffs. Um, but yeah, two solid companies uh, reporting uh, layoffs. Uh, Zoom, Zoom video down over 3%. They have announced that they're laying off or they laid off 15% of the workforce, which is about 1,300 employees. eBay also announcing cuts. They announced uh, laying off 500 employees, uh, eBay down 1.9%. Now, a little tidbit of history that I thought was fun. This day in history, according to the Wall Street Journal, the NASDAQ opened for stock trading with more than 2,500 over-the-counter securities on this day in 1971. The NASDAQ Composite Index also was founded and started trading with an initial value of $100. So it's been a long, long time since the NASDAQ has been trading at 100. I mean, gosh, well, since 1971. <laughs> I don't need to go back and show it on the chart. Now, I mentioned that uh, we should take a look at Disney earnings. So uh, we do have some earnings after the bell. We have Disney. We have uh, Coinbase, we have uh, Goodyear Tire, Mattel, uh, MGM uh, wins, so some cas uh, casinos reporting. I want to go to PowerX Optimizer, though, and let's take a look at the earnings analysis tool here. Uh, I want to pull up Disney, and for the last 12 quarters, so for the last three years, uh, just to see what Disney has done, right? Anything can happen. We know that you know, earnings are not a guarantee, and it could be that a company reports lousy quarters for 12 quarters straight or earnings for 12 quarters straight, and then you get a good one. But but I believe that there tends to be themes in the market, and uh, the true can be, or the same, sorry, the, the same can be said uh, for earnings. And, and here we see that uh, historical earnings per share performance out of the last 12 quarters, a beat nine out of 12 times. So uh, Disney typically beats on earnings based on what was expected. Uh, interesting, though, there tends to be an overwrite, overnight reaction that's positive. Uh, eight out of 12 times was positive. And on a, a winning uh, overnight reaction, up 3.8%. On a losing overnight reaction, down 5%. But the price on the seventh day, this is kind of what Marcus and I like to look at. You know, what happens, not just that initial reaction to earnings, but what happens after earnings? After earnings are digested, what is the stock doing? And here you see it's really a coin toss. So out of the last 12 quarters, six times it was positive. Disney was positive on the seventh day. Uh, six times Disney was negative on the seventh day. If we look at the uh, last quarters, last quarter down 13%, the year prior up uh, just under 5%, pretty much a wash uh, the, the uh, quarter prior to that. I might have said year, but uh, these are all quarterly uh, reactions on the seventh day. And you just see it, it's really hit or miss. So if I were looking at an opportunity to trade Disney going into earnings, I would steer clear. Right, because I, I don't see that there's any real trend here. Sure, they beat, but it seems like traders expect the beat, and then there's a sell the news or or just you know indecision, right? Because uh 50-50 chance were higher after 12 quarters. 
that doesn't excite me. Now, if I'm holding shares going into earnings, this is where if I'm a little more uh, of a long-term investor or I, I've decided that I'm okay holding through earnings and, and not just for a couple of days, but maybe holding shares for a couple of months or longer, then I wouldn't be concerned if I was in a trade and I was up on the trade and I'm trading the wheel as an example, I'd most likely want to close going into earnings just so I don't have any extra volatility or additional risk. I could always reestablish a position at a later date. Um, and with with Disney earnings, it just seems like a coin toss at this point. So wanted to take a look at this one. Uh, now, tomorrow we have unemployment claims in the morning. Oh, hey. If you like this analysis, uh, <laughs> I am tongue-tied this morning. If you like this analysis, if you like what we do here with these videos, please give it a like. I do have some bad news, though. If you like these videos, unfortunately, because of scheduling conflicts, Marcus and I will not be able to do these uh, for tomorrow and on Friday, but I will be back on Monday. Um, even though there's some bad news there, I do want to leave you with the chart of the day. And uh, this chart, wholesale egg prices in the U.S. are down some 50% since peaking in December of 2022. So this is the weekly price of a dozen eggs since 2019. You see that it was stable uh, pretty much all uh, through the last few years up until 2022 when prices skyrocketed. Now, I need to ask, what exactly is going on with egg prices? I mean, prices are getting executed down 50% after peaking in December 2022. This type of retracement is hard to beat, but an investment in eggs is not all it's cracked up to be. If you do take a trade in the eggs market, make sure you explore the risks and know your exit. I hope you can take a good yoke. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. If you like the video, give it a like. And once again, uh, we're not able to do the videos tomorrow and on Friday, but we will be back here on Monday. Until then, happy trading, everybody.